I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with a special series of episodes focused on the COVID-19 pandemic from a different perspective. You already know about washing your hands and staying at home, but staying at home has created a whole new set of unforeseen issues. Our homes were not created to serve as home, office, school, restaurant, daycare, all at once. This series of episodes is designed to address the fact that most, if not all of us, are home weathering this pandemic. Our homes were not designed for this, and this series is designed to make weathering this a little bit easier. This conversation is with designer and founder of JAB Design Group, Joe Berkowitz. Joe is all about using what you have, both creatively and smartly, to make your space live bigger, live easier, and inspire you. Once you know what you have, remove and add to find your place and find inspiration in the process. We could all use a little more inspiration right now. Joe also shares his advice for making your space more functional right now. This is Joe Berkowitz. Or Joey, if you knew me when I was 10. <laughs> That's Which I still get, you know. So you're, out, you're outside uh, Philly. Yeah. And yeah, so we're in the suburbs of Philly. Yeah, you're not locked down yet. Well, so we are, you know, all non-essential businesses are closed. Right. And restaurants are only takeout, if not closed. So similar to everywhere else. Okay. Um, you know, in that respect. But there are some areas that are tighter. I understand, you know, like in Santa Monica, they have the National Guard patrolling the streets and people are really not supposed to be out. Our homes were not designed for this. Right. Um, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm at a I'm in a beach bungalow in Southern California. I've got two teenagers, my wife, myself. We're all <clears throat> excuse me. We're all working from home. Uh, we're, right. we're, we're working. Yeah. We're dining. We're co- I've never cooked more, uh, which is which is right. fantastic. <laughs> but at the same time, I wanted to talk to the pros. I wanted to talk to people who really know, because I think that you could help some folks figure out how to make their spaces work better be more functional, yeah. calm sure. them, work on the psyche right. a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, and you're an expert at that. In theory, right? No, in practice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 34 years of, uh, you know, rearranging spaces you do get pretty good at. Yeah, yeah. So, But it's, it is true, uh, you know, spaces are designed for one purpose, and, and sometimes it's just to look at. And, and no purpose, if you know what I mean, uh, like most people's living rooms. And then all of a sudden, here we are living in every space in our house. It's a whole different world. So where is the, where is the balance? And how, how does one take f- the form and apply the function in a situation like this? And by the way, I'm, I, I believe that we're, we're on the precipice of something dramatic in design and architecture. I think this will have uh, forever changed us in the way that we look at residential space. I think that's true. I do. And, and I think it's going to go beyond that, but that's more of a uh, philosophical thing about the, how the world has changed. You know, well, you know, when will we start shaking hands again? But that's a whole other issue. Boy, that sure is. You know, but yeah. I think there is a trickle down that, that um, you know, we're being eased into the situation. So I think there's a trickle down that we're not even aware of yet, but it's coming, you know, that's going to change a lot of things in our lives and business and, like you said, architecture and design and how we live at home. I totally agree with that, which is not a bad thing for design and how we live at home, because often a lot of the spaces that people design 
can be frivolous, you know, it's just a question of walking past them, making them look pretty, but we're not in the mall. And um, now that we maybe all, you know, we have our kids home, where everybody's functioning and trying to figure out where, where to hang out and where to do some work or where to read a book, it changes the dynamic and the purpose of a lot of the spaces. It, it does. And one of the things that that I love most about you and sort of your, your ph- philosophy is the fresh fresh spaces and and creating new atmospheres and creating a new environment um and i think that that's really important right now do you have do you i know you do but would you share some of your go-tos that and here's the thing it's it's deliveries are tough right now so it's not about designing a whole new space it's about using using what you have and being creative and figuring out how to make it work better now while you plan for making it work better for the future. Absolutely. How do you do and that? You're right. you're right. It's not about deliveries. You know, obviously a lot of that part of the industry is shut down. But, um, you know, one of my philosophies, you know, whenever I meet a new client is I always say I'm not a throw, throw out guy. You know, I'm not, uh, we all want to sell merchandise. We all want to you know make money. And obviously it's, it's a business, but um, I'm not one of these people comes in and says, everything has to go. I really look at, at a room and try to figure out, you know, which pieces are important or attractive to me. I always ask, is there anything here that has sentimental value, you know, before I start assuming that things are going to, you know, get, get given away. But, um, you know, in this case, you know, when you're working with an existing space, I think that our spaces get stale anyway. You know, you, you somebody, either somebody, a designer sets it up for you, or you may set it up yourself. And 10 years later, nothing has moved. You know, every chair is in the same position. It's actually sort of awkward when you think about it because it would be like wearing the same outfit every day, you know? And, uh, so this is a great opportunity to tweak that. And, uh, which designers are generally doing for themselves all the time in our own homes. You know, it's sort of like an experiment all the time, but I, I, I love to go into a room and just sort of disassemble it. You know, I think that's the best way to do it. You know, look at the room first See what its strong points are, or what what makes the style of that room as it exists now. Is it built around a rug? Is it built around a specific focal point? Um, and then disassemble the whole thing. You know, they say you should take twenty percent of your accessories away every year because um, you know we just keep loading rooms up sometimes, and before you know it, you've, you've sort of overloaded it. But I would say, you know, for me, I, I would go in and clear all the accessories out. Check out how the, what what direction things are facing, and then pull the furniture out of the room and start over, and just intentionally refocus it. You know, see see which wall is that that functional wall for a sofa. Maybe your sofa was on it. Move it. You know, move it to a different wall. You know, re, reconstruct that layout, and then slowly start feeding it back in. But slowly is the key, because you know usually you don't need all of the things you've ended up with. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I absolutely or, know. Or acquired. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, but it's interesting, too, because sometimes the things are what make us feel better. It's true. It's true. Although, you know, I go into so many people's homes and I end up, as we're re-accessorizing, of course, I'll introduce new things, but there's always something they want to keep. And inevitably, it's the horrible collection of uh, things they brought back from Mexico and... Uh, <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> Hawaii and all these bizarre little trinkets that are in some case for 30 years, you know. The value of them all together is $20. And, uh, you know, at some point, you know, I always say to people, listen, you got to clear out the crap. You know, I'm always direct about it. You know, after a while, you start looking at these things like they're really accessories, but they're not. And uh, you have to cut the cord at some point, you know, and just pare it down and like find, get the refined pieces and keep those in there. That That's the key. You know, when I, when I start to bring things back into a room, first of all, I never put anything in the same space it was. You know, I really want to find a new home for accessories. And then I just, I, may, I make a discard pile. And I would say, you know, discard doesn't mean throw out, but maybe just put away for the next time, you know, the next time you rearrange and want a new look. But uh, I think that's the best way to do it. And the same thing goes for some of the larger pieces. You know, if you have peripheral accent tables, peripheral chairs that are just sort of filler, clean them out, you know, thin it out a little bit. You know, people are afraid to have space between things. They're afraid to have a bare wall. You know, they tend to want to hang everything they have, you know, fill every wall. And it becomes overkill. It actually takes away from the quality of the design because your eye doesn't have a stopping point. It's just bouncing all over the place. You need to have a little open space between artwork, between mirrors, between furniture. And I think that really helps uh, give a room a new look, a new life. With as much um, commercial and hospitality as you've done, I'm, I'm listening to you explain this and I'm, I'm seeing it and I'm seeing the connection. When you do a commercial or a hospitality space, it's never personal. It's never emotional. It's always, no. it's supposed to feel comfortable, but it's, mm-hmm. it's designed to flow. It's designed to move. It's designed not to get overwhelming. You're right. You're right. And they tend to be, you know, it's a, it's a very, it, the, the basis of the design is the same I always say all designs are the same. If you're doing a yacht, if you're doing a house, if you're doing, you know, it's basically all the same. But there's just slight parameters that may change. But with commercial design, you want it to feel comfortable, as you said. But it's never as full. You know, when you go to to accessorize a commercial space, you do something there that you really should do in your home. You're really careful to select the perfect piece for that one space or that one table because, you know, you don't have a hundred more opportunities to accessorize. You have very limited moments. So you have to really zero in on it and find the right thing in the right space and you know you're done. At home, you know, you just keep adding, oh, I got this piece, I have this piece, I like these vases, here's my family pictures, all hundred of them in different frames, you know, and before you know it, you've got that that cluster of, of just too much stuff and you've lost your design focus. Uh, Yeah. And I think that that's really what's important right now is trying to figure out. And again, back to the commercial and hospitality space, I kind of feel like that philosophy or those philosophies that one would apply for commercial and hospitality are going to sort of reach over into residential because people are realizing right now that having a room full of stuff, you know, nobody planned on this. And, And by the way, I do believe that more people are going to be working from home in the future. I, I think, think that's true. Right? I think that's true. Yeah, I think, you know, people are realizing now, the first of all, the value of it, because there's always a silver lining, and I've been, everybody I know that's in the same position as we all are right now, I keep saying, look at the silver lining. You know, have you spent this much time with your children? You know, have you been in your kitchen this much? Or, in a strange way, been as relaxed in some ways, even though you're stressed business-wise? You know, every day in some ways is like a snow day you're in. And 
if you can step back, there is some value in that. And then the other thing, of course, is just realizing that you can work from home. I think most people who are don't realize they, they could, that they could actually you know, work outside of their office or not be on top of their normal scene every day and still get business accomplished. Yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? And it's funny too because the concept of a of a snow day is completely lost on me. But yeah. I, but I, <laughs> that's right. I forgot where you are. <laughs> but I so that's but funny, I get the idea. That's actually a feeling here. Do you know what I mean? Like that that is a thing. Like when you were young and, and you would find out your school was canceled for whatever reason, you had this certain feeling. You know, there's a wave that came over your body when you were in elementary school. Let's say. Well, that the, the adult version of that is you know when it snows. In Pennsylvania or areas like this, it's like it's a day off from school, you know, and there is it that feeling still exists, even though you can work from your house. There's still a, a different kind of a calm, you know. Yeah, well, it's and an it, interesting and thing. It's an interesting thing, and I'm trying to I'm trying to think about it here because in Southern California, there's you know there really is very rarely. I can't remember the last time schools were canceled. Right. You know, for, for, for any reason. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I think what it also does is it also gives this sense of when you have living inside out the way that we do here in Southern California, 365 days a year, it also allows you to use an outdoor space more efficiently because oh, totally. you yeah, get to do it yeah. all year long. Um, I, I, I truly believe in the value of designers. I think you're a, you're a visionary, you know, you're, you're a futurist, you, you figure out better ways for us to live. And a couple of other ideas that you have is, you know, what are the, you, you share creative fun ideas with your clients, your designs are, are fun. And one of the things you talk about is your visual vocabulary. And I, I'd like you to sort of just expand on that idea for a minute, so that the takeaway from this, we've gotten a lot already, um, and, and I think thinning it out, taking 20% away, these are actionable things that people can do right now to help make this better. Absolutely. As you think about the idea of a visual vocabulary, though, I think that will change the way people think about design. Well, I think that is, that's very true. But, you know, for everybody, that, that vocabulary is different. I would say, um, you know, in relating to what we're talking about, going back to that same living room that you're, you've taken apart, um, I think that what you're trying to do is repurpose it, you know, and that's what all design is. You're really repurposing something, you know, it's an empty space that you're repurposing into a different look, a different function, a, a new style from what was there before. So that's the visual vocabulary. You know, when you go back into your space and you start bringing things back into it, yeah, I think you want to you want to say, you know, what is it now, you know, and and, and often, it, let's say we're talking about that everyone's typical living room. Under these circumstances, when you're home, I think you want to make that room a little more casual, you know, take away the things that are so formal, breakable, don't touch me, and turn that into a space that maybe your kids might want to go into and you'll feel okay about. Sit on, sit on the sofa with your laptop, do some homework, you know, maybe put your feet up. You know, that's a good opportunity to really make that room a room that serves more of a function than just, you know, passing through like there's a velvet rope, you know, while you're going to your dining room or through to your foyer or whatever it is and not really sitting down and enjoying that space. So that's part of it is, um, you know, sort of really refurbishing it in a way that's more functional. Thank you, Joe, for your time and talent. For more about Joe and JAB Design Group, go to jabinteriors.com.
Thank you, Walker Zanger, for your continued partnership and support of Convo by Design. And thank you for listening. Were it not for you, there would be no Convo by Design. So thank you. We will get through this together. And until we do, I will keep bringing you the ideas from these incredibly talented creatives to make this a little bit better. If you have a question, idea for a segment, or you're a designer and want to help, please email me, convobydesign at outlook.com. Take care of yourself and your loved ones.